Hey Chavir, what's going on? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf uh, Yud Aleph, Daf 11 of Mesechta Eruvin. And today's Daf talks about Surah Sapesach. That, 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 that's essentially the topic for today's Daf. And it's, it's cool. I mean, there's a, a bunch of different opinions that you got to kind of organize in your head. Like who says what? But it, it's, you know, it's not too messy or anything. You just got to stay clear on who says what. Um, so yeah, some of the things that we're going to talk about are basically what is it Surah Sapesach? How to construct it? Can it be wider than 10 Amos? Can it be less than 10 Amos? Um, and then at the end there, we at the end we talk a little bit about mezuzah, which is interesting. Um, sort of, you know, what happens if you have a doorway that's kilu domed? It's got a round top, not just a 90 degree angle top. So do you have to put up mezuzah or not? So we're going to get that towards the end. And then uh, we're, right after that, we're going to start a new Mishnah, finally. Uh, the second mis- Mishnah of Masech Erevin. Um Okay. Without further ado, let's get started, friends. So we're going to get started on Daf Yud Amud Beis, uh, very, very close to the bottom, four lines from the bottom. Um, so we said, said in our Mishnah that a um, Mavui can be as high up as 20 Amis, right? You can have that Korah over there. And in terms of its width, it can be up to 10 Amis wide. If it is more than 10 Amis wide, you have to make it narrower. The Mishnah then said, however, if there's a Tzuras Pesach, so then it can be wider than 10 Amis. Now, what is this Tzuras Pesach? So, basically, Surah Pesach is almost like this like superpower, super interesting. Surah Pesach is almost is like a superpower. And we're going to see in the Gemara, on Yudal of Medbez, there's a Bryce, I'll just even quote it now. It says, Tana Surah Pesach she'amu konimikan v'konimikan v'konal gaben. In the simplest form, right, what's a Surah Pesach? You take a pole and you stick it down in the ground vertically. Take another pole, you stick it down next to it in the ground vertically. You know, a little bit of space in between. You take another pole, you put it on top of those two horizontally. That's your Tzuras Pesach, a doorway. Okay? That is a Tzuras Pesach. And what's super interesting about Tzuras Pesach is that A, there's no limit to how wide it can be. It's going to be a machlokus between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan slash Rish Lakish. But the halacha we paskin that if you make a Tzuras Pesach, it could be any amount wide. And then, not only that, as we're going to see in the Gemara as well, a Tzuras Pesach, you could basically take two poles and take some grapevine, or what we technically, we generally do, I think, is like some fishing line, and then you can just put it from one pole to the next, and that's your Tzuras Pesach. And because it can be, you know, when you kind of combine all these ingredients, which is that Tzuras Pesach could literally just be some fish line on top of some poles, and there's no limit to how wide it can be, well, that's how you get our modern-day Erevin, which is basically take an entire town, entire city, wrap it in fish, fish line, and now, now, now you have an Erev. So, so, Surah Pesach is like this, you know, and you don't even know it. You don't even see the fish line. And, and yet that, and that, and that counts, um, to be considered all like one Rishus. So, it's got kind of these like superpowers, which is interesting. Okay. Says the Gemara, Yudam and Beis, all the way at the bottom, two lines from the bottom. Ashkechon Surah Sapesach, Tamani Barochbo, Bamato Tamani Bigovo. So we saw in the Mishnah that a Surah Sapesach works in terms of fixing width, right? Meaning the Mishnah had said that if a Mavoi is wider than 10 Amis, you have to make it narrower. However, if there is a Surah Sapesach, so then you don't have to make it narrower, that is fine. And and also we said that if a Mavoi is Right, if the Korah is higher than 20 Amis, well then uh, you have to, you know, lower it. So, but if there was an Amaltara, which is like some kind of design that's going to catch your eye, so then you don't have to lower it. So we see that like, Surah um, Sapesach is this like special exception when it comes to width, and Amaltara is this special exception when it comes to height. Ibchamai. What about flipping it around? Can Amaltara work to fix the width? Can Surah Sapesach work to fix height? So Tashma coming here, Desanya, that we learn in a Braisa, Mavi Shukavoa me Esum Amma Yimai. So if you have a Mavoi that is higher than, uh, it's taller than 20 Amis, you might, you have to lower it. Vimyesh the Tsuras Pesach, Eno Tsuras However, if there's a Tsuras Pesach Darin, so then 
you don't need to lower this mavut. Um, okay, so apparently, so as a Pesach works even when it comes to height. Very fancy stuff. Amaltra Baruch Bomai. Now this Amaltra, this fancy design, so it works for height to catch your eye. What about for width? Tashma, come in here, design you, we learn in a price. Amavi Shugavo Amesim Amas. If you have a Mavi that's higher than 20 Amas, you might, you have to make it lower. Varach Amesim. And if you have a Mavi that's wider than 10 Amas, you might, you also have to make that narrower. Now, if there's a Tzuras Pesach Darin, so then you don't need to make the Mavoi narrower. And if there's an Amaltra, then you don't need to make it, well, you don't need to make it smaller. The question is, my lava Seifa. So we want to assume that that's talking about the Seifa. It's talking about width. And saying that if there's an Amaltra, then that also works for width. That if you have a Mavoi that's too wide, but there's an Amaltra, I guess, on like a lechi, a very fancy lechi. So then uh, you wouldn't have to make the Mavoy narrower. Lower ratio. No, it's talking about the ratio. That meaning when it's too tall, so you have to make it lower. But if there's an Amaltra, you don't have to make it lower. But it, it, it's not necessarily a proof that an Amaltra works for width. But it would appear that a Tzuras Pesach works for height in addition to width. Masni la Rav Yehuda Lechia Barav. So, uh, Rav Yehuda was teaching to Chia, the son of Rav, in front of Rav. That if you have a Tzuras Pesach, well then you don't need to make the Mavoy any narrower. Okay? So Rav corrected Rav Yehuda and said, no, teach that you do need to make it narrower. That if um, you have a Mavoy that is wider than 10 Amis, and but there's a Tzuras Pesach Darin. So our Mishnah said that you don't need to make it narrower. Rav disagrees. Rav says that even if there's a Tzuras Pesach, the maximum width for a Mavui is 10 Amis. Okay, so we see that Rav disagrees with this notion and holds that even with a Tzuras Pesach, the maximum width of a Mavui is 10 Amis. Amr of Yosef. Now says of Yosef, Midiv Rabbeinu Nilmad, so let us learn from Rabbeinu. Who's Rabbeinu? Rabbeinu is Rav. So let us learn from, learn from Rav that Chatzar, okay, so put away Mavi for a second. We're talking about a Chatzar, right? You have Rishus Hayachid, you have a Chatzar, some kind of courtyard that's surrounded by walls. Let's just say it's surrounded by four walls. Now, Sheruba Psachim Vachloinis. Now, most of the wall, however, that is surrounding this chatzar is entryways and windows. Says, you know, so now look at the diagram over here on um, 11A1. So you can see that there's this diagram. And what you can see in the diagram is that here's this wall. And it's basically, there's that main entryway in the middle. And there's a bunch of windows. So it's mostly these like windows and entryways. Now, obviously, now, now, as you can see in the, in the middle there, there's this line that's in the right, that's, that, that, that's indicating 10, 10 tfachim. And the point is that, so this entryway is obviously a complete gap, complete space. That's not going to be considered wall by the entryway, but also by the windows, right? What the diagram is showing is that the space underneath the windows, it, right? The wall underneath the windows is less than 10 tfachim tall which means that those aren't considered walled area either, right? There is no 10th fachim of wall before the window begins. So basically you can't count any of the area as wall that obviously by the area of the entranceway, because there's no wall there whatsoever, but even by the windows where there's some wall underneath the windows, but that's less than 10th fachim, which means that you cannot count that as wall either. So when you combine all of the area of windows and doorways, you basically have more space than you have wall, i.e. parts muruba ala omeh which when it comes to chatseris, when it comes to walls, one of the criteria is that you need to have more wall than space. But over here it appears that you'd have more space than wall. So therefore that would not be a good chatser. However, however, there's a question. Each of these areas, right, the, the, the Pesach, the entranceway, also the windows, they have a tzuras a Pesach, right? The entranceway, certainly there's 10 tfachim of height 
and then you have right on, on, on either side, and then you have like the, the ceiling key, like the top, the cross, the cross beam. So that's the source of Pesach by the entryway. And even by these windows, so while there isn't 10 tefachim of wall before the window begins, but if you view this as a tourist apet, <coughs> if you view this as a, as a tourist apesach, well, you know, look at the sides of the windows, right? So from, the, if you take the sides of the windows and go straight down to the ground, so you can kind of view that as though you have walls of 10 tefachim before it starts arching to reach the top of the window. So you have 10 tefachim of wall. And then if you kind of keep on going up until the top of the window, well then there is basically a crossbeam. I.e. it's in an arch, but you can kind of, since you already have 10 tefachim of wall, you can kind of ignore sort of the arch, like the side arches and just ki'ilu, imagine that it's going straight up to the top of the wall where you're going to basically, you know, there's a crossbeam over there. So both both the entranceways and the windows can te- theoretically be considered to be Tzuras Pesach. So while on the one hand, the majority of this wall is parutz, it's parutz muba ala omed, while most of this wall is air, airspace and not wall. However, all the airspaces do have a Tzuras Pesach. So the question is, do we view it as parutz muba ala omed, which is a problem? Or do we say, but... All of these parutzes, all of these spaces, every single one is a tzuras pesach. So maybe the tzuras pesach is able to fix the parts mubala omed, just like tzuras pesach is able to fix when the mavui is more than ten amis wide, at least according to our mishnah. So now, what Rav Yosef is trying to argue is that well, since Rav holds that tzuras pesach doesn't work when the mavui is wider than ten amis. So Rav Yosef wants to argue that he would say the same thing when it comes to parts Mubala Omid. When it comes to this case of the wall that has lots of entrances and windows, but all of them have a Tzuras Pesach, but there's parts Mubala Omid, does the Tzuras Pesach in this case work to fix all of these gaps? That is what we're talking about. So again, Amr of Yosef says of Yosef, let's learn from Rav. If you have a chotzer, that most of the wall is just entryways and windows, so i.e. it's parts mubala omed, so even though all of these um, air, you know, space areas have a tzuras pesach it's irrelevant. These tzuras pesachs are not going to fix the fact that it's parts mubala omed. My time, how come Rav Yosef is making this assertion? Well, since when you have, um, um, since when it comes to a mavoi, when a mavoi is wider than 10 amis, that is a problem. And when you have a chatser, and the walls of the chatser are parts mubala omed, there's more space than there is wall, that's a problem. So, my yosem esra oser b'mavoi, ain't no need to b'tzuras pesach well, just like when it comes to a mavoi, according to Rav, putting up a tzuras pesach when it's wider than 10 amis doesn't make any difference. Well, then also, Well, I'll argue then that according to Rav, when you have parts of omed, which is a problem when it comes to a chatzar, also tzuras pesach makes zero difference. So the Gemara wants to say, maybe that is inconclusive. Maybe you cannot just assume that just because by a Mavoy, Rav holds that Surah Pesach will be ineffective when it's wider than 10 Amis. Um, you can't necessarily say that the same would apply to Paris Mubala Omed by a Chatzar. Because I can argue that the width of a Mavoy is stricter than Paris Mubala Omed. And therefore, even though, even if by a mavoi that's wider than 10 amis, Rav will not permit the use of a tzuras pesach to permit it. However, Rav may still hold that you can use tzuras pesach by parts mubala omid. How come? That when it comes to the width that is greater than 10 amis 
of a mavoi, Shekendo hitartabo etzo pase beiros, the Rabmeir. That when it comes to pase beiros, which has come up before, right, pase beiros were these corners that you can put around a well in Rishus Arabim, that they had these wells for the people that would be ole regel, so that they can have water for themselves and for their animals. So there was a chiddish over there, which is that parts muba ala omed goes out the window. You're allowed to have more space than wall, as long as you have an ama of wall in each direction for each corner, right? So in each corner you have, right, so let's just say north, south, east, west. So let's just say on the northern, the northern part of the well, so you have kilo one ama in one corner of wall, one ama in the other corner of wall, even though the entire area is, is space, that's fine. You have the same thing on each of the directions. Kilu at 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 either end, there's one ama of wall, and then the rest of it is space. So so in that case, so parts mubala omed is 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 no problem over there. Yet we do say that at least according to Rabbi Meir, the spaces between the corners has to be ten amas or less. So we see that the 10 Amis maximum is stricter than Paras Mubala Omid because nobody, right, when it comes to Pase Beiros, everyone agrees that Paras Mubala Omid is acceptable. That's like the whole Chiddush of Pase Beiros. Yet, even though Rabbi Yehuda says that you're allowed to have more than 10 Amis of space, right, we said the other day you can have 13 and a third Amis of space according to Rabbi Yehuda, but Reb Meir nonetheless argues and says that you wouldn't be able to have more than 10 amas of space. So we see that while everyone agrees that you can have Paras Mubala Omid, it's not as clear when it comes to a width of 10 amas, which means that the width of 10 amas is already a more um, contested sugya. And uh, it's more chamur than Paras Mubala Omid, right? So again, so Maliosa Me'eser Osir when you have the more than 10 amas of width by a mavoi, that when it comes to a width of more than 10, Reb Meir is going to argue by Pasi Beiros that that would not be acceptable. So, right, are you now going to apply the halachis of more than 10 to the halachis of Paras Muba Ala Omed? That everyone agrees that when it comes to Pasi Beiros, you're allowed to have parts mubala omed, and therefore I might argue that even though Rav says that by parts mubala that right that by a width greater than ten by a mavoi you cannot fix that with a tzuras pesach. However, maybe Rav would argue that when it comes to parts mubala omed, you can fix it with a tzuras pesach because it's not as strict as the width being greater than ten. Okay. Now the Gemara says, let's say that the following Brisa actually supports Rav Yosef's argument to say that just like Rav says that a Tzuras Pesach is ineffective at a width greater than 10 Amas, he would also say that Tzuras Pesach is ineffective by Paras Mubala Omit. As we learn in a Brisa, that when you have these walls, that the majority of the wall consists of openings, and of windows. Mutter, you are allowed to carry inside of this chatzar. But, so long as it's omed meruba ala parts, so long as there's more wall than there is space. So the Gemara says, How could that make any sense? How could you possibly have, on the one hand, a chatzar that consists of walls that are mostly doorways and windows, i.e. mostly space, and yet you're going to have Omid Rubalapar, it's more wall than space. Those are mutually exclusive. It's, if it's majority windows and doorways, then it's certainly not a majority of standing wall. Okay, no, so rather don't say that the majority is um, entranceways and windows, rather say that there are lots of entranceways and windows. So there's a whole bunch of entranceways and windows, yet as long as it's Omid Rubalapar, so then, you'd be able to carry in there. So what do we see? So we see that we're saying that when it comes to this chatzer, 
it must be, and this uh, this is the same chatzir that we're talking about, right? You have psachim, you have chalonis, all of them have tzuras pesach, and it's pretty clear that you can only carry in there if it's omed mubala parts. But if it's parts mubala omed, well then tzuras pesachs are irrelevant. So that seems to support Rav Yosef's explanation of Rav. So Amr of Kahana Kitanya Shimai. So the Gemara says, no, you cannot bring a proof from there, from that brisa, because that brisa is pischei shimai. My pischei shimai. What are pischei shimai? Pligi ba Rav Rechumei v'Rav Yosef. Rav Rechumei and Rav Yosef argue chad amar deleis lu shakve v'chad amar deleis lu tikra. One of them says that it doesn't have walls. The other one says it doesn't have a roof. So the okay. So basically, um, what it means that it doesn't have walls, it means that all of these entrance ways. And windows for this chutzah um, that we're talking about, that has a whole bunch of psachim and chalonos, that is, um, they aren't proper to us of Pesach. How come? One reason is because the sides aren't straight. They aren't vertical. They're like kind of jagged, right? Imagine you had like a full wall and then you kind of, you know, pushed out of it windows and doorways. So the sides aren't straight. And in order to have a proper to us of Pesach, you have to have completely vertical walls. So because the walls aren't straight, so it's not a proper tourist of Pesach. Or maybe the windows and the doorways didn't actually have a top crossbeam. They were just straight open to the sky. So certainly there it's not a tourist of Pesach either. So Rav Kana wants to argue that the reason why the Brisa says that you would have to have Omein Rubala parts is because all of these bre- all of these breaches, all of these you know openings and windows, they weren't proper tourist of Pesachs. But if they were to have been proper tourist of Pesach, I will argue that um you would be able to carry inside because Tzuras Pesach would be effective to fix parts Mubala Omen. Okay, so we've seen that according to Rav, Tzuras Pesach cannot be wider than 10 Amis. Now, does anybody hold like Rav? So the Gemara says, uh, So the Gemara says that even Rav Yochanan holds like, even like, right, right there, Rav Yochanan holds like Rav. Rav Yochanan holds that a tzuras pesach cannot be wider than ten amis. There was a story of a certain fellow from bigas beis chorson. That he took four poles and he stuck them into the ground on the four corners of his field. And he took some grapevine and he extended the grapevine from one pole to the other. And the story came before the Chachamim. And they said, okay, it's fine at least regarding Kilayim. What does that mean? As we know by now, Kilayim is that, at least Kilayah Kerem, is that you cannot plant grape, you can't, you know, uh, plant grapevines in the same area that you plant, let's, you know, um, vegetables or grains. So don't plant your wheat right next to your grapes. However, if there is a wall between where you are planting your wheat and when you're plant, where you're planting your grapes, then it's no problem. The question is, what kind of wall do you need? Do you need like a brick wall? What if you just take four poles, stick them up on the sides of your field, and tie some grapevine between the poles? Does that work? Is that considered a wall? Can you now plant wheat on the other side of that line? So, apparently, yes. Apparently, um, just having some poles with some grapevine or some fish line or whatever it is um, between them would be enough to allow you to plant on the other side. Okay, fine. To plant wheat on the other side, even though you have, um, you know, grapes in that area. Fine. Um and Rishlakish says, And Rishlakish says that just like um, it's considered a good partition regarding Kilayim, well, it's also a good partition regarding Shabbos. And you'd be allowed to carry in this area demarcated by these poles and grapevine. Whereas Rabbi Yochanan says, no, this is a good. So it's a Pesach, this is a good partition regarding Kilayim. 
but you're not be allowed to carry in this area on Shabbos. Now the question is, what exactly is this Tzuras Pesach? How did he make this um, poles with the fish line, with the with the with the grapevines, um, and what were the what and what was the context in which he made it? That Rishlakish is saying that you're allowed to carry in it on Shabbos, and Rabbi Yochan saying that you're not. So my skin, my skin, and what are we talking about? Ilema minatzad. Okay, so if we're talking about where you, you know, tie the grapevine from the side, and as Rashi explains, kilu in the middle of the poles. Now he took some grapevine and he basically wrapped them around the middles of the poles. And we're trying to figure out, can you carry in there on Shabbos? Rav Chizda says, when it comes to Tzuras Pesach, if you you know, apply this grapevine from the side, it's, it, it's completely irrelevant. So therefore, if that's the case, then how could Rish Lakish say that you're allowed to carry in inside of this uh, area demarcated by the poles and the grapevines? Right? Rav Chizda is pretty adamant about the fact that when you have the grapevine around the middle of the poles, it's completely pointless. So why would Rish Lakish say that you're allowed to carry in that area? So Ella Agabon, so it must be that the grapevine was on top of the poles. So the grapevine put it from pole to pole on the top of it. Kilo, you know, mamish like on top of the pole. Imagine you take, you know, I, I don't know. Imagine you take like I don't know two uh, uh, reeds and you stick them in two poles. You put them on the ground. You take another pole, stick them on top of that. Meaning kilo on top of the pole, not necessarily towards the top, but mamish like resting on top of the pole. Okay, so if that's what we're talking about. Right, so Ella al Gabon. So we're talking about where the grapevine was mamish on top of each of the poles. Uvimai, and okay, and what else? Ilem be'eser. If we're saying that these poles were within ten amis of each other, Then why in the world would Rabbi Yochanan say that you're not allowed to carry in this area? Everyone agrees that Tzuras Pesach is a thing. Everyone agrees that you know there is validity. The Tzuras Pesach, and that if you constructed a Tzuras Pesach that was ten amas or less, everyone would agree that that's a good Tzuras Pesach. It only becomes fuzzier me'eser. It becomes fuzzier when it when the Tzuras Pesach is wider than ten amas. We saw that Rav says that a Tzuras Pesach can't be wider than ten amas, and let's say that this is exactly the machlokas between Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish, that this fellow in Bigas Beis Chorson. He took poles and he took grapevine and he put it from pole to pole on top of it. The only thing is that it was wider than 10 amis between each pole. Rishlaka says that that's fine. And Rabbi Yochanan says it's not fine. And that's why he says that you're not allowed to carry there on Shabbos because the Tzuras Pesach was wider than 10 amis. The Gemara says, Lo, not true. Lo alam be'eser. Really, it is talking about where these poles were 10 amis or less from each other. Well, if that's the case, then why is Rabbi Yochanan saying that you're not allowed to carry over there? Uminatzad, but it's talking about where the um, grapevines were in the middle of the poles, not at the top. And the assertion of Rav Chizda, that when you have the grapevines in the middle of the poles, that when you have Tzuras Pesach, that's Minatzad, it's completely irrelevant. That's exactly the machlokas between Rish Lakish. That's exactly what Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan are arguing about. Rabbi Yochanan, you know, is on the same way, you know, perspective as Rav Chizda, which is it's, right that if you do it from the side, it's completely pointless, pointless, and that's why you're not allowed to carry in there on Shabbos. But Rish Lakish says it's not completely pointless. Rish Lakish says that you would be allowed to carry in there on Shabbos. If it's from the side. Now, keep in mind that we're talking about where we said that it's 10 amis or less. Right? So we're saying that he took this grapevine, he wrapped it around these poles. They were 10 amis or less from each other. And Rishlakish is saying that you'd be allowed to carry in that area. Rabbi Yochanan is saying, forget about it. But the important point for us being that if the grapevine was above the poles, well, then everyone would agree that it would work even if the poles are more than 10 amis away from each other. So the Gemara wants to say that Rabbi Yochanan does not agree with Rav. 
that Rav says that a Tzurah Pesach cannot be wider than 10 Amis. Rabbi Yochan and Mishlakish both agree that a Tzurah Pesach, assuming that it's built properly, assuming that it's built with the um, top uh, crossbeam above the side um, vertical beams, so then it can be even wider than 10 Amis. So now the Gemara says, you can actually um, argue or ask the question that both Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan seem to actually be contradicting themselves in another context. What's that? That Rish Lakish said in the name of Rabbi Yehuda Bebchanina, that peya, basically when you take, when you create this tzuras pesach, when you take the four poles and you put them in the side of your, uh, on the corners of your field, then you take some grapevine and you connect the poles. So Rishlakish is saying in the name of Rabbi Yudab that mutaris linen kilayim, that that is effective for kilayim to allow you to plant different crops on either side of this, of this area. Avalola Shabbos, but you would be unable to carry in this area on Shabbos. So now this is different than what Rishlakish said a minute ago, which is that you can carry in this area on Shabbos. Now he's saying that you cannot. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, instead of Yochanan, Kimachitzis le Shabbos delo, Kachmachitzis le Kilayim delo. And Rabbi Yochanan is saying that actually, just like you're not allowed to carry in this area on Shabbos, you also, it also wouldn't be considered a proper demarcation for Kilayim either. Now, a minute ago, Rabbi Yochanan said that it works for Kilayim, it just doesn't work for Shabbos. Now he's saying it works for neither one. So what's Pshat? Rabbi said a minute ago that that this Tzuras uh, Pesach works both for Kilayim and for Shabbos. Now he's saying it works for Kilayim, but not for Shabbos. Rabbi Yochanan had said that it works for Kilayim, but not for Shabbos. Now he's saying it doesn't work for anything. What's going on? Okay, so So it's easy to answer for Ishlakish because Right? The first case he's he, he's not quoting anybody, he's just saying his own opinion. In this case, he's quoting Rabbi Rabhanina. So you can say that the difference in opinion between Rishlakish is that in the first case he was expressing his opinion. In the second case he was expressing expressing his teacher's opinion, and that's why they're different. But what do you do with Rabbi Yochanan? Uh, what, what do you do with the fact that Rabbi Yochanan seems to be contradicting it himself? Well, then the Gemara gives one possible solution, which is, well, Well, a good possible solution is to say that in the case where Rabbi Yochanan says that it works for Kilayim is when the grapevines were on top of the poles. And we're saying that it doesn't work for Kilaim, it's where the grapevines were on the side of the poles. So when the grapevines are on the side of the poles, it doesn't work for Kilaim, does not. When the grapevines are on top of the poles, it works for Kilaim. But what's he also saying? That it doesn't work for Shabbos. Now obviously we're not talking about when it's less than 10 Amis away from each other, because then it, of course it would work for Shabbos. So LMI must be talking about the first case is saying, is talking about where this fellow from Bigaz Beis Chorson, he put these poles in the corners of his field. He put the grapevine on top of the corners, on top of these poles, more than 10 amas away from each other. And we're saying, Rabbi Yochanan saying that it works for Kilayim, but not for Shabbos. So it would sound like he actually agrees with Rav that a Tzuras Pesach is ineffective when there's a distance when it's wider than 10 Amis. Eliyu Omar Michael But, says the Gemara, if you want to argue like we argued a few minutes ago, which was to say that the fellow in Bigaz Beis Chorsan had the grapevine around the sides, which is why Rabbi Yochanan says that you're not allowed to use it on Shabbos. But if it was on the top, you would be able to use it on Shabbos. Well, then what's this case? Where Rabbi Yochanan is saying that the grapevine Surah Pesach is ineffective even for Kilayim. What's the problem? 
So the Gemara says, Le'olam, idi v'idi menatzad. So the Gemara says, no, you can actually say that they're both talking about, right, both cases by this fellow from Bikas Beis Chorsan, as well as this case over here. They're both talking about from the side. And there's a reason why Rabbi Yochanan says that in one case it works for Kilayim and in the other case it doesn't. But Hosham Be'eser, Hosham Be'osham Eser. As the Gemara had said, that when it comes to the fellow from Bikas Beis Chorsan, yeah, it was from the side, right? The grapevine was wrapped around the middle of the poles. But the poles were less than 10 amas away from each other. And that's why it works for Kilayim. Over here, when Rabbi Yochanan is saying is that it doesn't work for anything, including Kilayim, that's because the poles were more than 10 amas away from each other. However, if the vines would have been on top of the poles, then they could be any distance away from each other, according to Rabbi Yochanan. Even on Shabbos. And how do I know that there's a difference when it comes to kilayim and having the grapevines around the sides? How do I know that there's a difference between if the poles are 10 amas away from each other or not? Because Rabbi Yochanan said to Rishlakish, Was this not the story Shalach Rabbi Yoshua? It's Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri Loma Torah. That Rabbi Yoshua went to Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri to learn Torah. Now, the, there was a note in the art school that said that this isn't the regular Rabbi Yoshua because Rabbi Yoshua would not have been a student of Rabbi Yochan ben Nuri. Rather, this is Rabbi Yoshua ben Karcha. Okay. Rabbi Yoshua ben Karcha, we'll just call him Rabbi Yoshua because that's what the Gemara says. But uh, at least according to that note, apparently it's Rabbi Yoshua ben Karcha. Seder. So Rabbi Yoshua went to Rabbi Yochan ben Nuri Torah, to go study Torah. Now, Afopisha Baki Bilchis Kilayim. Now, even though Rabbi Yoshua was a Baki, an expert when it came to the Alachis of Kilayim, he nonetheless went to learn by Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri. And he saw that Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri was sitting among the trees. And he had a um, grapevine from tree to tree. He had set up a a Tzuras uh, Pesach with grapevine. And Rabbi Shua asked him, he said, hey, Rabbi, Rabbi Yochan ben Nuri, if I plant grapes in this area, would I be able to plant other things like, let's say, wheat outside of this vined area? And Rabbi Yochan ben Nuri responded that if um, the trees are 10 amis or less away from each other, so then you would be, uh, then, then, then it would work. And you would be allowed to, um, you know, plant grapes in this area and, let's say, wheat outside. But if the trees were more than 10 amas away from each other, then uh, it would not work for climb. You would not be able to plant grapes on the inside and wheat on the outside. Now, Bumayaskina, and what are we talking about? Ilema al-Gabon. Now, if we're talking about where the grapevines were on top of these trees, well, Yosem Eser Oser, would you not be, you know, would it be forbidden to plant you know, would it be forbidden for Kilayim when the trees are more than 10 amas away from each other? That if you basically took these poles that were sharp at the bottom, you stuck them into the ground, and then you put um, grapevines on top of them. So when it comes to Kilayim, the Mishnah says, or Brisa, that everyone agrees that it can be even more than 10 amas away from each other. As long as the grapevine is on top. Rather, it must be that Rabbi Yochanan Benuri was talking about where the grapevines are wrapped around the trees from the side. And he's saying that, that um, it's mutter to plant within this demarcated area um, grapes and then, let's say, wheat outside, as long as the area between the trees is less than 10 amas. More than that is a problem. So we see that, there, that when it comes to Minatsad, there is a difference between smaller than 10 Amis and larger than 10 Amis. Um, and that's why Rabbi Yochanan said later on that, 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 the, uh, that this Tzuras uh, Pesach doesn't even work for, or not, not necessarily Tzuras Pesach, but this, you know, these poles with the grapevine around, it doesn't work when it, it doesn't work for Kilaim. That's because it was more than 10 Amis. When he said on the previous page, on Amur Aleph, 
that it works for Kalim, that's because it was um, less than 10 Amas. It doesn't work when it's more than 10 Amas, it works when it's less than 10 Amas. However, if the grapevine were to be on top of the trees, well then, um, you know, it would work even if it's larger than 10 Amas and even the Indian Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Gufa, we said earlier, Amr of Chizda Tzuras HaPesach, She'asoa min atzad lo'asof lo'klum. Said of Chizda, that if you have a Tzuras HaPesach that you make from the side, it's completely pointless. Okay? V'amr of Chizda Tzuras HaPesach, She'amu Tzuricha Shtei Bria K'dei Lahamid Ba'deles V'afidu Deles Shokashen. Interesting. Says of Chizda that when we talk about a Tzuras HaPesach, it has to be at least strong enough to hold a door. Now, this door doesn't have to be a heavy door. It can even just be a very basic very lightweight door made out of straw. That's fine, but it has to be, you know, something. It has to be, you know, a minimal amount of strength that can hold, you know, at least just like a door made out of straw. Amr Rishlakish Mishum Abiyanai says Rishlakish Nenim Abiyanai Tzuras Pesach Tzricha Heker Tzir that a Tzuras Pesach you have to in a Tzuras Pesach there has to be like um, a, a place for a pivot. My Heker Tzir Amr of Avia Avkisa says of Avia it's an Avkisa meaning. Basically, I guess at one point in time, they, it was like a hinge, cause, uh, but not like our hinges. Basically, you'd have the door and the door would have a, like, I don't know, let's just say like a peg on the top and on the bottom and it would go into some, like, hole area and that would kind of keep the door in place and allow it to rotate. So, a Tzuras Pesach needs to have that. Um, I don't think that we pass in that way. Ashkachinu Rav Acha Be Rav Avya Litamide de Rav Ashi. Now, Rav Acha, the son of Rav Avya, who just said that a Tzuras Pesach needs to have this, like, hinge, so he found the students of Rav Ashi, Amrlu, and he said to them, Amr Maimidi B'Tzuras HaPesach, did Rav Ashi say anything about Tzuras HaPesach? I.e., he was hoping to find out if Rav Ashi said anything about uh, his father's opinion, i.e., that Tzuras HaPesach requires a hinge. Amrlu, Amr Vlokulam, they said he didn't say anything, at least regarding the hinge. Okay. Tana, we learn in the Bible, Tzuras HaPesach, Sh'amu Konamikan, Vekonamikan, Vekonagaben. What's a Tzuras HaPesach? A Tzuras HaPesach is you stick one pole over here, and then... Uh, you know, a little bit away, you stick another pole, uh, you know, parallel, and then you stick a third pole on top of them, perpendicular, and you have a beautiful, beautiful Tzuras HaPesach. Frag the Gemara, an interesting kasha. Tzuichin Liga or in Tzuichin Liga? Does the pole that you stick vertically, does it mamish have to reach the perpendicular pole that is laid across it horizontally? Um... Does it, yeah, does the mamish have to touch the pole? Does it have to go all the way up and touch the, 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 the cross pole? And I feel like I kind of see, I feel like you see this a lot of times, meaning you'll see like, like, say, let's say some kind of like fish line or something like that. Now, the pole doesn't necessarily go all the way up to the fish line. You can see it maybe like, you know, nailed into like, let's say, I don't know, some kind of other pole. So this, you know, uh, vertical pole doesn't go all the way up to the top. Probably just has to be ten tefachim. Then you can, I get it doesn't say anything about good asik, so I won't say it either. But the point is that it doesn't necessarily have to be touching the. The question is, does it have to be touching that cross pole or not? So Rav Nachman says that the vertical pole doesn't actually have to go all the way upside. It's touching the cross pole. Rav Shesha says that it does need to be touching. Also Rav Nachman, Gelusa So Rav Nachman went to the Rej Gelusa and he set up an Erev for them. He set up a Tzuras Pesach for them. And when he set up the Tzuras Pesach, it was um, the, the, the vertical beams, you know, the vertical poles were not touching the horizontal poles. Omele Rav Sheshes, L'Shamoi Rav Gada. So Rav Shesha said to his attendant Rav Gada, Zil Shlof Shadinu. Go destroy this. Go 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 take out these vertical poles. Basically, destroy the Tzuras Pesach. Also, Shalav Shadinu. So, <laughs> Rav Gada went and he destroyed the Tzuras Pesach of the Reish Galusa, which is a very risky thing to do. Ashkachu the Reish So the Reish Galusa found Rav Gada and they put him in jail for you know vandalizing the property of the Reish Galusa. Also, Rav Sheshes come above. So interestingly then, Rav Sheshes went to the gate of the prison. Amalei Gada Pokta. He says, Gada, get out of here. Come over here. Nafak Vasa. So Rav Gada walked out of the prison and went to Rav Sheshes and they walked away. And that was that. <laughs> okay. Lechatchila Reber. 
Now, Rav Shesha has found Rabba Bar Shmuel. Omrle Tani Mar Midi B'Turas Pesach, and Rav Shesha said to, to Rabba Bar Shmuel, "Did you learn teach anything about Turas Pesach?" Omrle in, he said, "Yeah, I did teach something about Turas Pesach." Tanina, we learn in a, uh, I guess Mishnah. Kipa. When it comes to a kipa, what's a kipa? A kipa is basically if you have a doorway, but the doorway, the posts are not straight right? They don't go all the way up to the top. Rather, towards the top, they begin to arch. So it's an arched doorway. So you don't have a 90 degree Tzuras Pesach. So Meir Mechaib B'mzuzah V'chacham Potun. So Meir says that it's Chaib B'mzuzah. Mechacham says it's Potter from B'mzuzah. V'shavin, now everyone agrees, Shem Yesh Bragleah Asara Shichayavis. Now everyone agrees that if the posts, if the, if, the, if the sides of the door have 10 Tfachim before it begins to um, arch, well, then you're going to have to put up a mezuzah, right? If the, if the doorway is 10 tefachim tall and also 4 tefachim wide, as we're going to see, right? Basically, a doorway to be high of mezuzah, it has to, the doorway has to be four, at least 4 tefachim wide and it has to be 10 tefachim tall. So everyone agrees that if the doorway is 10 tefachim tall and only above that does it begin to arch, well, then you're going to have to put up a mezuzah. Amr Abayi says, Abayi komodim. Now says Abai, if this doorway is a total of ten tefachim tall, meaning, meaning at the peak of the archway, it's only ten tefachim tall. And it already starts curving in and becoming less than four tefachim within three tefachim of the ground, meaning there is, it doesn't even have three tefachim of height where it's four tefachim wide. Inami, yesh b'agle or else, it does have three tefachim of height where it's four tefachim wide, but ve'en gavo asara, but the total height of the doorway is less than ten tefachim, v'loklum, then you're not going to need a mezuzah. Right? In order to have a mezuzah, you have to have ten tefachim of height and four tefachim of width. If it begins to curve in, to arch in, less than three tefachim from the ground, well, we know that, um, you know, less, you know, three tefachim height is enough to be, you know, that's like kind of the minimum to be considered a height. I don't want to get into Lovud and stuff like that because that's where it gets complicated. Rashi specifically is avoiding using Lovud, but there have been other places where we describe, I, I, I don't want to use Lovud. I just want to say that, that everyone does agree that, you know, if it doesn't have four tefachim, of width for a height of three tefachim, then right then there's nothing to talk about. And also, if it doesn't have a total of ten tefachim height, the entire doorway, there's also nothing to talk about. Kipligay, where they argue, is biyesh bragle gimel. It's when the height has three tefachim. Right, there's three three tefachim of height where the doorway has a width of four tefachim. And the total height of the doorway is 10 tefachim. However, the archway obviously begins before 10 tefachim of height. Meaning the total height of the doorway is 10 tefachim. And there's also 4 tefachim of width at the width at the bottom. And that width continues for a height of 3 tefachim. But once it hits 3 tefachim, it then begins arching in you know, then the archway begins, and there's a total height of 10 tefachim. So the question is, can you kind of imagine narrowly, that, the word that I made up the other day, can you imaginarily assume, can you just like, you take a knife and kind of etch out a straight line to the top of the 10 tefach doorway, and, you know, imaginarily consider it, ki'ilu, the wall, there are 10 tefachim, of vertical height of four tefachim width. You could theoretically take a knife and you know etch it away at the doorway, and then you would have a complete width of four tefachim for a height of ten tefachim. So Rav says, yeah, you can do that, and that's why he requires a mezuzah because it's keilu. You have a doorway of four tefachim width and ten tefachim height. Rabbanu Tzavi ain't chokin laashlim. Chachamim say. That you do not 
um, do that. And therefore, you only have three Tvachim of height by a fourth Tvachim width. And therefore, it's not Chayv and Mezuzah. So what do we see? Well, we said, forget about the complicated parts like where they argue and stuff, but we said that everyone agrees that if the door posts are 10 Tvachim in height with four Tvachim in width, and the arch only begins after that point, they're going to have to put up a mezuzah. Now, what about the fact that the walls are not reaching, right? The vertical walls start arching in before they reach the horizontal crossbeam. So you don't exactly have these walls touching the crossbeam. And yet we're saying that you still put up a mezuzah. And therefore the assumption is that that would also be a good surah of Pesach. So it seems that the walls don't actually have to reach the crossbeam which is Akasha on Rav Shesh's opinion, Rav Shesh's opinion that he so adamantly enforced by vandalizing the property of the Rej Galusa. And then he's asking Rabbi Bar Shmuel if he knows any halachas regarding Tuas Pesach, and Hidafka told him basically that the walls don't have to reach the crossbeam. So says Rav Shesh's Amalei, so if Shesha says to Rabbi Shmuel, if you, by the way, if you see anybody from the Rej Galusa, maybe, uh, maybe if you see people at the Rej Galusa, don't, don't, don't tell them this brisa, you know, it'll, it'll probably keep me out of trouble. <laughs> Fine. New Mishnah. Very, very smooth, Rav Shesha. Very nice. We've been looking forward to this Mishnah for quite a while. After all, we've been talking about Lechis and Koras for, for quite a while. Says the Mishnah that in order to, if you have a Mavu, you want to be able to carry in the Mavu, you have to put in, according to Beshame, a Lechi and a Korah. According to Beshilal, either a Lechi or a Korah. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer says you have to put two Lechis. Okay, the Gemara is going to uh, the Gemara tomorrow is going to figure out if that's two lechis plus a korah, or maybe just two lechis total. In the name of Rabbi Yishmael, a certain student said before Rabbi Akiva, that Beisham and Vesila both agree that if the Mavui is less than four Amis wide, that all you need is either a lechi or a korah. Where's the machlokes? When the Mavui is 10 Amis, no, well, four, between 4 and 10 Amis wide. That um, Bishamis say you need both a Lechi and a Kor, Bishel says you need either one. Whereas Rabbi Akiva disagrees with this um, Talmud who quoted Rabbi Ishmael's opinion. Bishmael said that everyone agrees that if it's less than four amma width, then you need either a lechi or a korah. Rabbi Akiva says no, the machlokas applies to both. The machlokas applies from, I guess, probably four tfachim, which I don't remember if we've seen, uh, no, we haven't seen it yet, but by four, four tfachim is the minimum width that requires, uh, anything by a mavui, right? Less than four tfachim is just a makum p'tur. Right? From four tfachim width until ten amma width, um, it, it, there's a machlok between Bisham and Basil about do you need both a lechi and a korah, um, or is it a lechi or a korah? Kiman, now the Gemara wants to assume right now that the Mishnah is talking about a mavoya mefulosh, a mavoya that's open on both ends. So, and what's the Mishnah saying? That there's machlok is, you know, do you need a lechi and a korah, maybe just a lechi or a korah? But friends, remember the machlok is between the Tanakama and, 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 and Hananya? When it came to Amavu Yamafulash, Tanakama said that on one end you need a Tsurasa Pesach, the other end you need, uh, you know, uh, Tanakama said on the other end you need a, a Lechi or a Korah. And then Hananya said there's Machlokus from Beisham and Basil. According to Beisham, you talk you need a door on both ends. According to Basil, you need a door on one end, and on the other end, a Lechi or a Korah. But nobody says that you could just push it, use a Lechi or a Korah, or even a Lechi and a Korah. So this Mishnah seems to be at odds with um, what we know about Mavi Amifulash. So I'm Rabbi Yehuda Hachikamer. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, this is what the Mishnah means. Heksha Mavi Sasum, Ketzad. No, if you have a Mavi Sasum, then how can you carry in it? Bishami Om Lechi Vikor, Bishel Om Olechi Okor. Bishami says you need a Lechi and a Kor. Bishel says you need a Lechi or a Kor. Bishami Om Lechi Vikor. So Bishami says you need a Lechi and a Kor. 
So does that imply that Beishama is saying that in order to carry in this Mavu, you need a Lechi and a Kor, because you have to make it like another wall. That you wouldn't be able to carry with just the three walls of the Mavu Sasum. You need to mamish have a Lechi and a Kor to build another wall so that you can carry in the Mavu because you need four Mechitzes Midoraisa. Lo, not true. The Zok, Mishalo Shudimichayev. No, if you're talking about Midoraisa, three walls is enough. I mean, at least I can argue, I can make the argument that according to Beishamai, three walls is enough. And if you throw something from Shusarabim into this Mavoy, you're already going to be Chayev. However, the Chacham didn't want you to carry in this Mavoy. So therefore they said, Therefore they said, don't carry in the Mavoy unless there are four walls. And that's why you have to build a Lechi and a Korah. Fine. So it's inconclusive. You can't prove from there that according to Beishamai, you need four walls. Beisil Omer, it says Beisil, O Lechi, O Korah. Basil says that you only need a lechi or a kor. So Kila, you don't need a fourth wall. So Lema, Kasavi, Basila, Shalosh Mechitzes, Daraisa. So can we make the argument that Basila holds that, you know, three Mechitzes, though, are Midoraisa? They need to have at least three walls. Lo, Lizrok, Mishtaim, Ud, Mechai, Vatata, Dika, Shalosha. Can make the argument that, that Basila would say that actually, You'll be chayev for Zorik even if there are only two walls. It's already a rishus midaraisa, but the chacham said don't carry unless there's a third wall. Okay, Beseder, but it's it's inconclusive either way. It's just theoretical arguments. Fine. Chaver, that was dafyud aleph. Yeah, that was manageable as long as you held cup, I think. So basically, the 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 main overwhelming theme of this daf was Teresa Pesach. Okay, and. As long as, so let's talk about, so the, so the classic case of Turas of Pesach is two poles that are vertically next to each other parallel, another pole on top, okay? Now, in this case, when it comes to Kilayim, everyone agrees that even if it's greater than 10 Amis, you'd be allowed to plant Kilayim. Fine, great. What about when it comes to Shabbos? When it comes to Shabbos, so Rav says if it's greater than 10 Amis, then it's not going. It's 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 not going to work. You can't carry in there. But uh, Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish both say that no. As long as the Tzuras um, Pesach is on top of the of the of the of the um, posts, well then you can carry even if it's larger than ten amis. Okay, and if it's less than ten amis, then obviously everyone would agree that you can carry in there because that's just a good kosher Tzuras Pesach. Now, what if the um, top thing isn't on top of it, but kind of wrapped around the sides or from side to side. So we say that if it's less than 10 Amis, so in terms of Kilayim, everyone agrees that it'll work. In terms of Shabbos, so Rabbi Yochanan says it doesn't work and Rish Lakish says that it does work. If it's greater than 10 Amis, well then, um, when it comes to Kilayim, so Rish Lakish says in the name of uh, Rabbi Yudah Reb Hanina that it works. Rabbi Yochanan says it doesn't work. When it comes to Shabbos, everyone agrees that it's not going to work. Mistama. That's at least how I understand it. Maybe you could argue that according to Rish Lakish it works, because maybe only according to Rabbi Yudah Rabbi it doesn't work, but it's definitely, it's definitely not clear. Okay. Now, we talked about also when it comes to a Tzuras um, Pesach, what if the side doesn't reach the top of the Tzuras Pesach? So, Rav Nachman says it's nonetheless kosher. Rav Shesha says that it's not kosher. There's then an interesting story with Rav Sheshes where Rav Nachman built a Tzuras Pesach for the Reish Galusa where it didn't reach the top and Rav Sheshes had his attendant destroy it which his attendant then went to jail. Rav Sheshes said, hey, get out of jail and he just left jail and that was that. <laughs> Very interesting. Anyways, then Rav Sheshes saw, who was it, Rabbi Bar Shmuel and he said, teach me something about Tzuras Pesach and he taught him Essentially, uh, regarding mezuzah, which we then apply to Tzuras Pesach, we said that when it comes to mezuzah, you need to have four tefachim of width and ten tefachim of height. That's the name of the game. If you don't have a total of ten tefachim of height bechlal in the door, or you don't have four tefachim of width for a height of three tefachim, well then there's nothing to talk about. It's not going to be chayiv mezuzah. There's machlokes in Reb Meir and the Chachamim when it comes to um, a, a doorway that has three tefachim of height at four at four tefachim of width. And it has a total of 10 tefachim height. However, um, the doorway begins to arch already after 3 tefachim. So Rabbi Meir says that it's chayv mezuzah because you can, you know, kilu, imagine as if you take a knife and, 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 and etch away up until the top post. 
and so you have a tzuras pesach, and uh, the chacham say that you don't do that, and therefore it's not chayim mezuzah. However, everyone agrees that if there's ten amis, if there's ten tefachim of height with a fourth tefachim of width before it begins to arch, well then you're going to be chayiv in a um, mezuzah. So if we apply that to tzuras pesach, it would prove that the sides do not actually need to touch the height. Then at the end we got to a new mishnah with the machlokas between Beisham and Basilo about does a Mavoi um, need both a lechi and a kora, or is a lechi or a kora alone enough? Rabbi Eliezer's opinion is that you need a lechi and uh, you need two lechis. Anyways, friends, that was that for you to Aleph. Hope you enjoyed that very, very much, and hope you have a great day. Peace.